0: Live from the ESPN 690 Anajari and Living Studios.
1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome in on a Wednesday here at the UNF Softball Complex. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And hey, sometimes we tell you, we love if you listen in the car, on the apps, on the uh, stream, ESPN 690.com. Anywhere you're listening is cool. But sometimes we like you to watch, and, well, we've got a heck of a seat here if you want to watch a little softball action on a beautiful day in Northeast Florida. We're at the UNS Softball Complex, ASUN Softball Championships. One of the best teams in the ASUN all year long has been the homestanding Ospreys, and first pitch is about to happen against Kennesaw State as uh, we are in ASUN Softball Play. Uh, and check out the, the view that we have if you're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and, well, we can break down everybody's swing, Casey, if you want.
0: We could do that.
1: <laughs> I probably I won't show you the whole field and, and do the Noah Schlitzup thing of um, uh, following the ball, okay? We're going to talk sports. We're going to talk. Uh, we'll keep you updated on the game, but obviously we talk some football and basketball and baseball and, and everything else. And it's almost like we start with baseball today in a weird way because was that the best? Uh, I know you're not going to like this, but come on, beat, beat. Take your fandom out of the way. Was that the most wild twelve to nothing game like in the history of Major League Baseball yesterday? Yes. To go with the Angels in a no hitter. They also have Brett Phillips pitching again. Does Brett Phillips is it in his contract to pitch like three times a month? He's gotta get so many innings in.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, there's only you gotta you gotta hit that innings bonus. So yeah, he's got to get out there uh, every couple of games or so.
1: So anytime Brett Phillips pitches, it's like fun, like that's cool uh, because he makes it fun. But it also means like obviously the Rays are not doing well, and uh, Mike Trout hits a home run off him. So anytime Mike Trout hits a home run, that's kind of cool. And then Rendon was 0 for 4 hitting right handed. He swung around in just a fun way to hit left hand. He's not a switch hitter, and he hit one out of the park, man. I mean. How wild was that game? Uh, again, in a blowout game, you couldn't have had more fun. I think, from a baseball fan, a face baseball perspective, just kind of keeping an eye on that one.
0: Yeah, no, it was cool. I think, I think if you're like, I have a bunch of people on my Twitter that are like diehard, diehard Rays fans, which I consider myself, but to the point where they were not enjoying what was happening last night. Of so, course, yeah, I can't, I can't get on board with that. Like, I tweeted you as, well, mostly because I didn't like what you said, but, like, they get no hit. Like, that was that was such an interesting game. I'll tell you this. I had no idea they were getting no hit for, like, a long time. Like, I was watching hockey. I was keeping up with the Rays. And then, like, when it got to, like, the seventh inning, I was like, oh, they're getting no hit, no hit. So then I turned it over. See dudes hitting home runs left-handed. Like, Trout's hitting home runs. Brett Phillips is pitching. They're getting no hit. That's a normal Rays thing these days. So... Yeah, I think it was cool. It was, um, it was different. It was about the best 12-0 loss you could have. Shout out to my man that threw a no-hitter, and shout out the dudes hitting home runs left-handed when they're actually right-handed hitters. So it, you know, it's a good time. You know, it is what it is, but let's not let that happen again.
1: Yeah, I mean, just uh, again, I mean, normally a no-hitter, by the way, is uh, a no-hitter. I mean, that's pretty fantastic. I think we've become a little numb to the no-hitters too, don't you? Like, it, it. It's happened quite a bit. I don't know how many in the last decade, but let's just, it feels like it happens quite a bit with the no hitters. So, I mean, perfect game, different story. No hitters are still fun. No hitters are unbelievable. But I just think if you add in everything that else, that, that, all that happened in that game, it just, it'll be remembered in like a different kind of way. And Rendon's play was like second on the list with the left-handed home run but not like far down the list, you know. I'm not sure how much separation there is between the no-hitter and Rendon hitting the home run. It shows you how gifted those guys are too, right? I mean, in practice and messing around, I'm sure he swung left-handed before. Uh you know they have. They're around it so much. They've got plenty of time. It's like the golfers. They they can hit the the other way too. And but it just makes you appreciate how good athletes these guys are. Now, that was a 54-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastball, yeah. if you want to call it that. Yeah. Uh, but he hit it 330 feet, man. No, it's. It, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool thing that happened. I'm
0: even more excited he's on my fantasy team.
1: So <laughs> well, there you go. There was something positive for you. <laughs>
0: it popped up like he hit a home run. I was like, because I'm watching something that's kind of in a delay by a couple minutes. So I see it on my phone. It's like, oh, homer. I'm like, oh, dope. And then he comes up left-handed. And I'm like, wait a minute now. They told me he hit a home run in fantasy, and sure enough, he bopped one. So, uh, yeah, it, it was such an interesting thing. But I think as a Rays fan, also we're definitely numb to the no hitters, because more like the only team getting no hit
1: the right, past so like 10 years. I said that. I didn't look it up because I then drove home and from work. But I said it on social media. Like, doesn't it feel like the Rays have been no hit more than anybody? Yes. Like in, in the history of baseball, and they've only been an organization for like 30 years.
0: Yes, it definitely feels that way when you've seen most of them happen. Yeah, they – it feels like for a couple of years there, it feel like – it felt like they were getting no-hit literally like every month because for a couple of years they got no-hit like twice a year in multiple years and then they got perfect games twice too. So, yeah, it feels like that, but also to your point, like we're numb to the no-hitters because they do happen often. So I think they – like I bet they're not the most no-hit team. I didn't look it up, but – it seems like every time it happens to the Rays, it's an easy fallback. Like, oh, they always get no hit, because that is true, but, you know.
1: By the way, we have this cool thing called, like, uh, Google. Oh, yeah. And so it's really kind of easy <laughs> to, uh, to go and, and check out who has been no hit the most. Okay. And so no hitters thrown against a franchise. Give me a guess. Now, I said the Mariners, and, and uh, but then, like, even that was probably a dumb guess, because you got to go back and li- think about somebody who's been around for a long, long time, right? Yeah. I mean, you might be better off saying the Cubs, for instance. Um, but anyway, who would you guess?
0: Uh, I would agree that it has to be someone who's been around for a while, so I would go
1: Dodgers, maybe? Oh, that's a good guess. How about this? It's not just the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's also the Brooklyn right. Atlantics, Brooklyn Grays, Brooklyn Bridge Bridegrooms, Brooklyn Grooms, Brooklyn Superboss, Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers, Brooklyn Robins, Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, like they were called all those things. I guess. Well, you just named them. You know. Like, is this real? As I'm leave- reading that, I'm like, is this a joke website that I'm on right now? Well,
0: y- I mean, which website you on? You
1: know? Because there, there <laughs> it's are. It's actually called NoNoHitters.com.
0: Oh, I believe that then, because like you know, when we were at school, they told us like don't use Wikipedia as a source. Like <laughs> I was just checking if you're on Wikipedia or not.
1: <laughs> so anyway, the Philadelphia Phillies tied for second with 20. Then there's a little bit of a gap with the Atlanta Braves and the Giants, the Orioles. And by the way, 20, like, that's, I thought it might be more than that for the leader.
0: Yeah, I agree um, with that.
1: The Oakland A's, 14, Detroit, 14, Cleveland, 14. I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of teams right in the mix. Uh, amazingly, the Tampa Bay Rays are only five.
0: No way.
1: Five. Are you kidding me? Like, I feel like I remember all five of them.
0: Do perfect games count in this, do we know?
1: Because in theory, that would be a no-hitter, right? I would think, because we got, you know, the least amount and and somebody I think TJ Nee on social media last night said you'll be surprised to see who's been hit, no hit the least amount of times in Major League Baseball.
0: I mean, if I'll be surprised, and I'd say like the Yankees or something.
1: No, uh, no, because I think he was going for a team that's not very good.
0: Oh, like Baltimore.
1: Traditionally, Kansas City Royals too. Oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: that is real. Because you've got to remember now, some of these teams, like the Rays, obviously haven't been around a long time, right? Uh, the Marlins haven't been a long, around a long time. Arizona Diamondbacks haven't been around a long time. So uh, the old Providence Grays, by the way, were uh, are defunct, but they too were no hit three times, more than the Kansas City Royals. So there you go. A little trivia for you. Um, if you wanted to know, 20 the most with the Dodgers and all their other names that they had which I didn't know they had that many names. I knew they had the Brooklyn Dodgers, but I didn't know they had that many names. And the Kansas City Royals uh, have been no-hit the least amount of times uh, in Major League Baseball. So um, there it is. Uh, It looks like the Ospreys got out of the uh, top half of the first inning unscathed, gave up a hit on an infield hit, and now they'll come to the plate. That is Marcel Robinson right behind. Eh, Yeah, there we go. Marcel getting some highlights for tonight. CBS 47 and Fox 30. We'll be all over the place with some high school baseball and softball. You know, that's a a little selfish ambition here. You know, as I watch a UNF softball team play. Yeah. I stand here. Look, we got a lefty on the mound for for Kennesaw State. Oh, okay. Which means maybe I get some tips for the lefty at home throwing tomorrow night in the playoff game.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, You never know. Like anything can help. Well, yeah, so,
0: absolutely. Uh, you know, if, she, if, if this lady is pitching in the A-Sun tournament, obviously she knows what she's doing. So, uh, yeah, tips might help. Like, no offense to Kaylee. She's fine, but, you know.
1: Well, she could use some tips. I mean, she's got plenty of growth to go. So um, now whether she wants to listen to any of them, that's a different story. Eh, yeah. But uh, so here's what else I'm wondering about this spot that we're in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like golf where I have to talk quiet. But what if, like, I outrageously start yelling? Is that going to distract from the batter and the umpire and the catcher?
0: You might get tossed. Like, I'm going
1: to be honest, they might throw you out. Now, listen, I ain't afraid to say a word or two to the umpire, so if you want me to start heckling the umpire.
0: That would be awesome. I think you should heckle him for, yeah, I think that should be the whole show.
1: Listen, if if you want me to heckle the umpire, get tossed, you can handle the rest of the show, that's cool. Yeah.
0: No, I can, I can, I can work on that. I think it'd be hilarious to get tossed. Has anyone ever been tossed in as a fan during a live radio show <laughs> no, on ESPN Radio? No.
1: But this would be like the kid that did that crazy call, right? Oh yeah, or yeah, For Fredericksburg, yeah. like this is how you—if you, you want to make it bigger, you want people talking about you. I have to be willing to do these things.
0: Maybe I should have came because I would definitely get tossed.
1: I like. like See, I'm probably not willing to do that. See, that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, I should have came because I'm willing to get tossed. I got nothing to lose. You got a reputation to protect here. You know, you're Brent Martineau, Action Sports Jackson, Brent Martineau. See him on TV. I don't have anything to protect.
1: Yeah, and I I just wouldn't want to make the UNF uh, program look bad, you know. Eh. Yeah. I mean, strike three called right there on Kayla Harper. I could have just heckled the heck out of that.
0: Yeah, I looked a bit. high, Blue. Turn <laughs> on the speaker all the way, Brent.
1: Uh, so, anyway, hopefully if I start getting looks, that means I'm probably talking a little loud. Okay. it would be great, like, if I start talking loud enough to let the umpire comes over and says, hey, can you pipe down? That would know, be awesome. Some, sometimes what happens, like, uh, in the high school game, uh, you'll have, like, uh, headlights out, like, beyond the fence. Uh-huh. Right? or last night I was at First Coast High School and there was a mom videoing and it got dark so the light, the flash came on and so the ump had to, you know, tell them to either turn off the headlights or turn off the camera light. Really? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that always happens. It um, seems so, kind of scum. So, like, this would be, well, you have to do it. The pitcher's like looking at the light or the hitter's oh, are looking at well the light. Oh, well, you said from
0: the outfield. I thought you meant from what? Well, no,
1: like the hitter's looking at the out You know, the light's coming through yeah, the fence. Yeah, I know? mean, I guess. Because, like, some of these fields, that's where the parking is. you true. know. Um, I, I didn't set that scene very well. But anyway, it would be kind of funny if the ump hey, uh, taps me on the shoulder and says, Can you quiet down a little bit?
0: That would be good. <laughs> I'd appreciate that.
1: <laughs> I'd appreciate that too. Um, hey, uh, the when we were on the show yesterday, the Josh Lambeau lawsuit became a thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it is out there. Uh, John Phillips tweeted a little bit about it today. Uh, we've had him on the show before. We're, we're scheduled to have him on around four o'clock today so he can walk us through this there's something it's a very interesting dynamic and i don't know how people feel about the josh lambo lawsuit so uh i i also don't know how they feel because i don't know if we know enough and know what it means and but if you missed this yesterday on the show i have a prevailing thought in my mind i don't know if it's the prevailing correct thought but the thought for me casey is I'm trying to think of what's to gain versus what's to lose. And the obvious answer here for both sides is money. He's suing to get his contract, which was $3.5 million. Well, you can gain some money. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> right? For a guy who's now out of the league and will never kick again based on some of the things he's doing now, yeah. he's, he's never going to kick again in the league, go ahead and get your $3.5 million. Uh, And, again, I I back this up with, hey, if you're principal and and you think you're right and and you really feel strong about it, go ahead. If this is just a money grab, well, then I I probably don't – I'm probably not going to back you up on that front. And people do sue just for that purposes, those purposes. Uh, Three and a half million is a – well, that's a lot of reasons to sue. Meanwhile, for the Jags, what do they lose? Well, they could lose some money, right? Shad Khan. He also might gain a little something from the cause part of this with the Urban Meyer contract, because right now the Jaguars, Shad Khan, they're dealing with now Josh Lambeau, but also the settlement or whatever's going to happen with the Urban Meyer situation. So, but uh, beyond the money, I really just don't know what's to gain for anybody. Urban Meyer, whatever. He's made his bed. It it is what it is. Mm Here in Jacksonville, some of his legacy, this is going to be a part of it. The stories are always going to keep coming out. There will be one that trickles out a year from now and another year from now. It's not going to be good. The Jags, I mean, listen, they've been bad. Uh, I I think their performance on the field is bigger than any of these things off the field, to be honest. But this isn't a good look. But I don't think it really stains the organization that much either way. Uh, And they're not going to gain anything from it either. But I really think about Josh Lambeau in this situation. I've talked to some people today, and I just don't – is the $3.5 worth what potentially a guy like Josh Lambeau could stand to lose? And, well, he's not going to lose money, but he could lose reputation yep. depending on how they spin this, perception depending on what comes out. Uh, Credibility. Credibility. You know, some credibility like what else comes out during these kind of events Like, again that's why we're going to have John Phillips on but I, I still can't get that out of my mind and nothing that I've heard has changed my mind on that front that sure Josh Lambeau might have some stuff to gain here from a principal nature from a, a monetary nature but he also might stand for something to lose more than any other party in all this and now I'm interested to see how it shakes out I, I guess you could avoid anything that is said and done with a simple settlement And so maybe that's where the end of of the road is for this situation. Um, But I will say I'm not a huge fan of this action by Josh Lambeau at face value. Right. And I, I just wish what was done was done and over is over. But that's just me from the outside looking in. There might be a lot more to the story that needs to be said. Uh, I just don't know what the end game to this is going to be.
0: Yeah, I agree with you that Josh Lambeau does have the most to lose in this situation. Like you said, like what is there to gain? I understand $3.5 million, but like we've said a couple times, it's going to be a hard thing to prove without video in our estimation. Now, if there's a video we don't know about, then that's, you know, a different thing. But unless you're having like a video or a potential witness or two to like clarify what happened, then I just don't understand how Josh Lambeau can possibly win in a – court case, if you will. A settlement, obviously, it is what it is. And that's where I've gone, Brent. I thought about this for a while, and I figured it out. Conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat, I know what's going on here. You ready to hear? Yeah. Okay. So one night, the kismet pulled up in Jacksonville, right? Shad said, Josh, slide over. So Josh slides over, and they have a conversation on the kismet. Shad says, listen, we fired Urban Meyer, obviously. We know there's something there. We don't know what it is. We believe what you say. We need you to sue us to make it look more believable that we can fire Urban Meyer with cause. And in return, I will settle your 3.5 that you're asking for to get rid of Urban Meyer's $20 million. Then Josh Lambeau agreed, put the lawsuit in motion. I guarantee you Shad Khan will then settle. Then they get out of the Urban Meyer contract, and it's a win-win for everybody. Shad Khan's a genius. That's what I got out of that.
1: (laughs) I don't know if all that transpired, but maybe. Well, that's my thought. (laughs) Uh, That, I guess, could have uh, happened. Uh, as well. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, we are live at the UNF Softball Complex getting set for inning number two as the ASUN uh, tournament is underway. Uh, really, for the Ospreys, this is their first game. That tournament got underway yesterday uh, in some dramatic fashion. It's already being played, also being played at Jacksonville University. So both schools are hosting uh, this ASUN event. And again, UNF has been very good. Liberty's been the class of the conference this year. And so uh, by the end of this weekend, we'll get an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. And the Ospreys uh, figured to contend, uh, although they'll probably have to upset uh, Liberty uh, at the very least uh, to accomplish that. Let's take a break here on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Just getting rolling here on a Wednesday. Uh, more football talk. Again, more on the Lambeau front coming up at 4 o'clock. John Phillips will join us to try to, make some sense of whatever legal nonsense there there could be. Um, we have an interesting quote from Sam Howell, which if you're a Redskins fan, or sorry, a Commanders fan, that's where he ended up, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you can even buy his jersey now because of it. And we'll get to that. And I also have a curiosity. We don't talk college football recruiting very often. Mm-hmm. But I saw something in the last week come up, and I'm like, that still hasn't happened? Yeah. And I'll get to that uh, on the way next. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. <laughs> I don't think it's- anything about. I think Fox was making the announcement. I, I, I was just told on an earnings call. I mean, they're trying to, you know, make a splash. They made it clear that it's up to him when it starts. But no, I don't think it means this is his last year. I think it's his last year in Tampa. I mean, the contract's up after this year. Void's after this year, so he'll be able to go wherever he wants to go. And, Miami, what? Yeah, it, seem, it seemed like he had a little bit of a wandering eye this past year, right, with the retirement and then coming back. So, yeah, I think there's some intrigue as to where he might play in 2023, assuming he does. I mean, he, he could decide to retire again. We don't know. Nobody knows, and anybody who tells you how long Tom Brady's going to play is making it up, because I don't think he knows. That sounds like Dan Graziano to me, and, of course, nobody knows uh, when Tom Brady's going to hang it up. Will we get to the point, by the way, where we get tired of Tom? Probably. Didn't people get tired of Favre? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, if there is this... If there is this, like, uh, you know, cat and mouse uh, back and forth of when he's going to retire every year and when he's not, and are you holding the the franchise hostage from moving on, et cetera, et cetera, Um, I do wonder if we, we get fatigued from Brady because it's almost been like a reset button hit on Tom Brady, right? I mean, this is kind of the fun Tom Brady, the personable Tom Brady. Yeah, well... This is away from New England, Tom Brady.
0: And that's the point. I think if Tom never left New England, we would be sick of it already. Because, like, at the end of the New England, we were sick of Tom, like, winning all the time. And then if you would throw this part into it, we'd be like, all right, bro, like, get on or don't. Like, so I think him going to Tampa helps that because now we're like, oh, we like this Tom Brady. Like, it's okay. He's on TikTok now. We have TikTok Tom Brady. So you can stay around. But, yeah, we can't keep doing the retire and unretire thing.
1: Uh, You know, I just said something. We've kind of talked a little bit about it in the past, but, I mean, isn't it amazing? Tom Brady was the greatest of all time if he just had stayed in New England and retired before he went to Tampa. Mm -hmm. But Tom Brady's status in terms of perception and brand has, like, I don't know if it's doubled. I'm just saying it's increased since he's gone to Tampa and left the Patriots. Because what happened is we got to the point, myself included, who grew up in the New England area, where I was just tired of Patriots wins. I was tired of Patriot fans. We're tired of the Patriots like we get tired of Duke and we got tired of the Yankees back in the day and everybody that wins. And so it's almost like him getting away. It didn't matter if you went to Tampa or Jacksonville or wherever. It's just that he got away from them. And so once you separated from the Patriots and Belichick and – you know, this this dynasty, we could now embrace Tom again and the greatness that he is as a quarterback. Uh, it just fascinates me that he was able to increase his brand that much. Like, Peyton Manning did not increase his brand that much going to Denver. Agreed. And he won another Super Bowl, and he set all times of records, by the way, with that offense, That's you know, fair. before he got hurt. And But no way in heck did he increase the brand like Tom Brady has and and kind of become more of an affable figure. Than uh than he was in his previous stop.
0: Agreed, but in fairness to Peyton Manning, there was no TikTok. Well and like yeah. I'm I'm half kidding, but at the same time I am half serious. Cause like if Peyton Manning had the social media because he has a personality, no doubt, but if he had the social media huge blow up that social media has had now when he was in Denver then I think there's maybe a chance he could have done that. Now, granted, Denver market versus Indianapolis market, like, I don't know. And the t- what does the Tampa market do for Brady? Again, not sure. It is big, though. But I think the social media part plays a huge role in this.
1: Yeah, that's a good, I mean, but I, I guess, like, I think you're right. But that's because he's used that vehicle to show his personality. Like, let's just say social media wasn't as big. Maybe it's just TikTok or whatever it is. Like, right. Because it really wasn't where it's at when Manning left to go to Denver, even though it was around. Uh, but it doesn't feel like it was on the steroids it's on right now. Agreed. And – but the thing that Manning did do, probably more when he eh, – when he was kind of leaving Indianapolis, was do more commercials. Or like hosting Saturday Night Live, and I think he was still doing that when he was playing. But he became more the the nationwide guy, right? Yeah, or, him and or, Brad Paisley? Exactly. So, but I think he did that after he left, or on his way out of town. I think or, you're right. You know what I mean? So, so like he definitely probably did increase his brand, but it didn't feel all that different. And so even if Brady didn't have the social media vehicle the way it is now, I feel like he would have done more commercials or done more, like, talk shows or done more things that showcased his personality that what for 20 years seemed suppressed. And I'm not not sure it was suppressed, by the way, by Bill Belichick in the Patriot way. I think it was almost suppressed also by Tom because he bought into this is the way we're doing it. And now once I've got seven Super Bowls or six or whatever the heck he's got or had at the time, he, he can be like, hey, man, I'm just going to have fun with this. And, right. and if we win, we win. But I've won a lot, so let's just go have fun with it. And so there's a little bit of almost like this flippant nature with Brady where it's like I'm going to do and say and whatever uh, while I play.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this in terms of, like, the Patriots thing, because that's a good point. Why is Gronk the only person, like, ever to have a personality on the Patriots that, like, we all knew about? Like, how did that work? Like, he's great. I understand it. Tom was great, too, and Tom has his personality. And like you said, maybe it was part Tom, and then he bought into the system and all that. But from day one, Gronk was like, hey, I'm Gronk. And, like, we all knew it, and we loved it, and it worked in New England, but he's the only guy that it ever worked for.
1: Right, how about an RBI single for, I think, Paige Fent, that is. I know this softball team pretty well, so an RBI single uh, along the way. Are we swooping? We're swooping, one nothing on uh, the bottom of the second. So there you go, big hit, lefty-on-lefty matchup. I might not have been. By the way, uh, well, you know
0: this team pretty well, though, so
1: I do, and I don't, I must not have seen her play. I'm gonna find it out, and then I'm gonna answer your question. Okay. That is uh, Logan Jackson, uh, the left-handed hitter. So here we go. Uh, there you go, Logan Jackson with a big hit. So um, it's one nothing here in the ASUN tournament. Uh, the sure, it's not two. Race. Pretty sure I saw two girls score, Brent. Nah, no, you didn't. You saw the on deck hitter. Okay. It's one nothing, man. The scoreboard says one nothing. Okay. And they just switched to the third inning. Sorry, to the third inning? Yeah. Goes fast <laughs> in softball. Um, so you were asking why Gronk. See, I think that's maybe the genius of Belichick, though, because he knew he couldn't contain Gronk. Mm. You know, and so he's like, all right, you can have one of these guys, but we're not going to have any more than one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and listen, I, and I don't know how much of that conversation existed. Do we really think it was as suppressed in the Patriot way and you couldn't do everything, you had to do everything right? Like, as much as we believe it uh, or saw it, I don't know the full answer to that. I, like, people have come out there and said it wasn't very fun, right? Um and, and so there's been that quote and there's been that perception even inside the building. But I just think this was a deal where Gronk was going to be a different animal. And for Gronk to play his best, Gronk had to be who he was. And, That's fair. and my guess is Gronk in meetings and Gronk in the weight room and Gronk inside the building and Gronk on the practice field was pretty straight-laced for the most part, believe it or not. Yeah. But he let him have the personality... Off the field, I think I think they might have let Tom Brady have the personality that he has in Tampa right now. Off the field, I just think it was Tom who bought into the way to do it, and that's I'm not interested in that. Yeah. But then at some point when he left, he kind of became just more interested in that.
0: So then I guess the follow up would be: Do you think that we would still have the same Tom Brady that we've gotten if Gronk didn't go with him? Like, do you think Gronk helped that? Like, hey, we can do things differently now that we're here in Tampa.
1: Uh, no, because I saw that happening before Gronk joined him. At that time, wasn't Gronk retired? Did he retire right after the Patriots, or did he did he join Tampa and then retire? No, no, no he, he retired he, after the Patriots. Yeah, right? he
0: retired. He took one year off, but then they went together. Okay. So, like, still, Tom didn't play without him
1: But in I, Tampa. I think if you go back to when it looked like they were going to get a divorce in New England with Brady and the Patriots, I think you started to see some of this personality start to show and have some fun with it. I don't think this was Gronk collaboration at all I don't, I don't think it took that i also think Arians' style and the tampa style led into this a little bit more like yeah be who you are man right yeah you are who you are and and have fun with it but let's be ready to play football and and we're going to get after you like i love that stuff about Arians because Arians' his views is viewed as like a player's coach but like he also will get like really red in the face and and chew you out
0: yeah that's you true. know
1: like, we've seen it on the sidelines. There's stories about it. But he has this balance, and, and I think that balance basically is you are who you are. And there's nothing phony about it or fake about it or, or on display about it. And so I think he just welcomed that. I don't think he cared about that. And, and let's be honest, in Tampa, Tom Brady is, like, the biggest thing ever to happen to Tampa. Yeah. Even, even you can include Gruden and everything else. But Tom Brady picked Tampa, who was awful. And it's a bad organization over the years.
0: Can confirm. Right? from the area, yeah. And,
1: and so, like, he, he was probably to the point where I'm comfortable enough to do whatever I want to do because I'm, let's be honest, I'm bigger than this organization. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Yeah. And, and I'm not sure he viewed it that way, but it might have made him more comfortable to do it because, I mean, we've been told, and I think it's acted itself out, that nobody is bigger than the Patriots organization. And that's kind of the way they built that thing. Um, And most people would say on every team, nobody's bigger. But my point being is some situations you're more comfortable to just be yourself than, listen, I'm way more comfortable to be myself here on ESPN 690 than I was maybe 10 years ago on the radio. Okay, that's the point. It's not like who I'm working for or with or whatever, but you just get a little more comfortable in your skin to say stuff that maybe you wouldn't have said 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of that in, in the whole Brady situation that really is probably unrelated to the fact that he was in New England and even with Tampa.
0: Yeah, I got you. I think it'll be – this is kind of off topic, but I'll get back to it. Um, I think it'll be fascinating. Like you said, Tom Brady picked Tampa, which kind of sparked this in me. Like Tom could have picked a number of organizations. If it's only three years, so like if he does the one last year, and then if this is the last year, let's just say – I think it'll be fascinating if they did, like, a story on, like, what it did for the Like Okay, oh, they yeah. signed Tom Brady, and they paid him X. But then they sold out of season tickets for, like, the first time ever, and they did this, and they did... Like, I think the model would be crazy, because you can then put it up, like, what if he chose Atlanta? You know what I mean? Like, I think it would be a fascinating, like, story to put up um, when he's gone. But I will bring it back with this, obviously, back to the contract and everything with the uh, Fox... Did you see the little graphic where it was, like, the highest-paid broadcasters? No. Okay, so Tom obviously takes the top slot. Jim Rome was second. Would you believe that? Really? Yeah. Still? Yeah, it said—so I'm going to try to pull it up right now, but, yeah, he was— Jim Rome was trending last night, and I was like, oh, Jim Rome. My dad used to listen to him. I thought he was, like, off the air. And um, sure enough, yeah, Jim Rome is, like, the second-highest-earning— Broadcaster, if you will. Here it is right here. So Tom Brady, 37 million point five annual salary. Jim Rome's annual salary is 30. Romo is really? Romo's is 18. Yeah. So it's a, like not Jim close. Ro-
1: Jim Rome is still a thing.
0: I guess like I'm surprised too. believe me, but apparently he's making $30 million a year.
1: What's he working for? Is it CBS? CBS. Yeah. So CBS really pays him that much money. I, I did not know that. I mean, his show maybe he does really well. What's, is he on like serious or something?
0: Ah uh, yes, he yeah, I, yeah he is.
1: I mean, I honestly like Jim Rome's like one of the great, like trendsetters I believe in in sports radio history. But and it's more than the Jim Everett stuff, by the way. You know, I mean, he really he, he had this thing going on forever. I just thought he was a little bit like old news by now.
0: Yeah, no, um, he's he's still doing it. Yeah, he's on uh,
1: SiriusXM
0: and CBS Sports. By Radio. the way, how much is somebody like
1: Dan Patrick? Who else is on that list?
0: So it's just uh, there's five names, and it's Brady, Jim Rome, Romo at 18 million, Strahan at 17 million, and Stephen A. at 10 million. That's where the graphic
1: cuts off. Okay, that's interesting. I wondered if like Dan Patrick was making that kind of money, or or similar kind of money.
0: Yeah, there's also like so I don't know exactly, like, where this comes from. Like, I do know where it comes from, but, like, do they count in a guy like Pat McAfee?
1: Yeah, because he might be hard to figure out, right? Yeah, because, like, Like, he has
0: those huge deals with uh, FanDuel and whatnot, but, like, does that count as his salary? Because technically all of the boys, like, make money. So maybe not, but, like, the highest deal sign, like, he would be on that list for
1: sure. Yeah, he's got to be pretty close to it. I mean, it's fascinating, the dollars. And, you know, it used to say, like, in this business, again, here we go in this business, but it's like... Yeah, I mean, heck, if you want to be in this business, you're probably not going to strike it rich or whatever. And there's certainly some opportunities, and ESPN changed that, and then there's always some. But, I mean, now the amount of money that you can make in this industry is like, wow. Uh, now, I still got to be the elite, and there's a small percentage of those folks that are getting paid that kind of money, but uh, the fact that that money even exists out there is just insane to me um, in, in this world. You brought up, though, Tom Brady's impact on other teams potentially. Will he have a bigger impact on Fox and its growth, or like you just said, on the Bucks and what he's done there in a couple of years? Uh,
0: for the investment, yeah, you would probably have to say Fox, but I think... I just think coming back to the Bucks, part of it is like I remember when it happened, and I had friends that were like, "Oh, we're getting season tickets," and they would send me like the screenshot yeah. of the Ticketmaster queue, and it was like you're nine thousand something something in line. So like when that happened, I just can't imagine the bump that the Bucks got. And now there's people that didn't know the Bucks existed in like Oregon that probably have Bucks, Tampa Bay, or uh, Tom Brady stuff.
1: Should Shot kind of sold out to get a guy like Brady? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, why would Thomas It just come didn't here? feel like it made sense for them. No. You know, I remember that conversation. But. Yeah, no. I mean, it would have been dope. Don't get me wrong. But but in hindsight now, the way it's well, worked yeah. out. I mean, 100%. And interesting. All right. Uh, hey, it's uh, one nothing UNS softball in the lead here at the top of the third. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, my thought about Sam Howell, why you don't want to buy a jersey, and uh, maybe a college kid that you do want to buy a jersey for, a quarterback. We'll talk about it on ESPN 690. Been telling you for a few weeks now about uh, iCryo down in St. John's County Pavilion at Durban Park. Uh, we tried, uh, the whole family uses it actually, and uh, you should too. Go check it out the iCryo Therapy Chamber. Uh, it's cold, but it works. It's good for your body, all the healing, and a lot of different things that it can help with. Red Light Therapy, it's one of the newest waves of science technology there is. They have it at iCryo. Also compression. Uh, if you're a runner or an athlete, you need to recover. Recover, recover, recover is a, an important thing. They also have a sauna, IV infusions, body sculpting and so much more down at iCryo and uh, maybe we'll run into you there. Uh, my wife uses it. Ty and Kaylee use it. Uh, I use it as well. iCryo down in St. Johns County at the Pavilion at Durban Park. Hopefully we'll see you there. Fred Martineau, Casey Kurtz Back here on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. We are in the bottom of the third inning, and uh, the Ospreys threatening again here in the A-Sun Softball Tournament against Kennesaw State. Up one nothing. Runner on third one out, so we'll keep you posted. Uh, again, the UNF Osprey softball team very good this season. Their pitching staff has been excellent, especially, and uh, trying to get a win uh, here on a Wednesday in A-Sun Softball play. Uh, I told you about a quote that I heard that maybe Sam Howell fans... Uh, would maybe threaten the idea of buying a jersey. I don't know if you saw this, Casey. I
0: I didn't, and I looked on, like, I'm trying to find the sound for it. So, like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Sam Howell seems like a likable guy, was good at North Carolina. Uh, I cannot imagine what he said. I just hope it's safe for radio. Do I need to get the dumb button ready?
1: He said the only meat I eat is chicken. He's never had steak. He's... Like, there's one thing to be a vegetarian. Yeah. It's another thing that if you eat meat, to never have steak. E- yeah. How's that possible?
0: Yeah. Um, Not what I thought was coming out here, but that's not good, Sam. Listen, I love chicken as much as everybody have it most meals. Um, had it like three times yesterday, but you have to go for a good steak every now and then. I mean, steak is a quality part of my life that I've been living for these years, so... A little bit of disappointment. I don't think I want a franchise quarterback that's never had steak. So, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. going to have to leave the jersey on the shelf. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, are you tough enough if you've never had steak?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Again, I'll keep the uh, vegetarians out of the mix here. But sure. By the way, how do you have your steak?
0: Um, usually, like, so here's the thing. I, I actually just told Amanda this the other day. Usually, like, I order it medium, Right. But if it comes, like, raw or uh, rare, I mean, not raw, rare, all good. Like, I can eat that. That's fine. I would rather it not be, like, done, done. You know what I mean? So, like, I'd rather if you're going to under, I'd rather undercook it than overcook it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I hear you. Uh, More on that in a moment. I'm reading more about the Sam Howell thing. Uh And this is, like, a tweet from way back in 2021 that, like, Sam Howell, who it says in parentheses, uh, doesn't eat seafood, steak, or hamburgers, has signed on with Bojangles.
0: <laughs> it's a good headline, but, yeah, good for Bojangles jumping on that, but that's horrible. Yeah, that's just bad. Yeah, so he never even had a, a burger. Yeah, that's brutal. That is uh, making it worse and worse as we go, but, like, yeah,
1: that's how bad. How do you survive college without ever having a burger? Like, you can survive college without ever having a steak. Yeah. But how about a burger?
0: No, I I, I mean, I don't know what they're serving there at the Chapel Hill. um. Cafeteria, but I have to imagine at some point in time they had burgers because we had them at UNF, you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, of all the things, right? Let's give you the chicken, the steak, the seafood. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Like, in that class, you know? Yeah, um, what What could you do without?
0: Oh, see, I mean, like, if I had to pick out of those three, seafood. Like, I'm cool. Like, I like shrimp. Shrimp is good. Um, I do like some fish, but... Yeah, I, I'm not going without the burgers and the steak, and I'm absolutely not going out with chicken. So I hate to say it, but the shrimp got to go.
1: Um, that's interesting because I think seafood is my favorite of them all.
0: Really? Well, yeah. I don't. So, so part of this is I don't like sushi, though.
1: Yeah, but I don't either. I don't count sushi as seafood, really. Okay, I don't know. Like, I mean, either. I probably should, but I'm just saying. Like, I'm a new to sushi, right? Kind of guy. Like, I like it. Um, I don't know a lot about it. Like, I wouldn't be picky about it, but I like it. and But I only tried it probably about six, seven years ago. Yeah, I can do it. Um, and now I, I have it regularly. That's kind of like coffee. Like, I had coffee like 10 years ago, and I haven't stopped drinking it since I got it. Or had.
0: You've only been drinking coffee 10 years?
1: Yeah, I had never tried it until I was like, I don't know the age. It's do you regret like that decision?
0: Yes no, or no? No, not at no. all.
1: Love it. Well,
0: I know. Oh, uh, well, I know. Trust me.
1: No, and and then I've told this story before about, oh, what a play by a second baseman, but not going to be able to throw her out at first. Um, You can't dive, by the way, in softball, make a play, and still throw the runner out. It's, like, impossible, Yeah. unless you're at third base. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I've told this story many a times. Like, I used to drink, like, coffee once I started drinking coffee, and then I still had, like, the 44-ounce Diet Cokes, like, two of them a day. And so I decided, I was like, i got to have one or the other, and I really think the coffee's probably way better for me than the Diet Coke. And so I stopped drinking the Diet Coke all the time. And that's why I drink so much coffee now. Oh. But so that it elevated the status. I didn't drink that much prior. Um, but anyway, yeah, weird thing. So anyway, um, sushi, I don't think is part of the seafood family, in my opinion. I'm like a New England guy, a seafood guy. So, like, baked stuffed shrimp is something that, like, was a big deal back home. Like, that is, that is royalty to me. Like, I could... If I had a last meal, that would probably be it. Really? From some of the places, especially back home. Interesting. Like some, give me some clam chowder, uh-huh. uh, some clam cakes, and some baked stuff shrimp. Really? And, uh, and I'll go peacefully. <laughs> um, but that being said, I love steak, too. Yeah. And how, to me, there's only one way to get steak that's medium rare. My dad is like an alien and would get his steak well done. Like, I didn't understand that.
0: Yeah, no, I can't I can't mess with this. By the way, on the YouTube, we got one that says, I get rid of burgers. Hard to be from Florida and not eat seafood. I've been eating blue crabs since I was four.
1: Well, there you go. Again, I, seafood's big, obviously, around the coast, so you would think. I just want to wow.
0: remind people, I'm from Indiana.
1: <laughs> okay. What is big in Indiana?
0: Mac and cheese. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's funny you bring that up about last meal thing, because I constantly... Listen, I've not done anything to be in a situation where I'm in a last meal situation. Like, trust me, you can background check. I haven't done anything like that. But I constantly think about what my last meal would be, and it would definitely be something with mac and cheese. I love mac really? and cheese. Yeah, oh, dude. Love mac and cheese. That's why I was excited that day um, for the luncheon because they had the mac and cheese. Like, it was so good. Love that, mac and cheese.
1: I'll tell you, it's funny thing about mac and cheese for me. Like, I'm not a huge mac and cheese guy. Like, I would never be like, hey, I want it. But when I get served it, especially from some of the barbecue places, it's really good. Oh, Like, yeah. really good. But, like, if, you know, like, my sisters and stuff used to eat, like, Kraft mac and cheese as a kid. Like, did you do you like that?
0: Uh, I can mess with Kraft. I used to eat Kraft a lot as a kid, yeah. Like,
1: Velveeta or something, like any yeah. of that stuff? Like, see, I, I didn't like that. Well, like I mean. That, that wasn't good.
0: It's not top tier, right? I mean, like, definitely, like, made, like homemade or handmade with whatever you want to call it. Like, it's better when it's not from the box, but, like, listen. You when you need mac and cheese, you do what you got to do. Box will work. It's not yeah. the best, but it'll work.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Um, but anyway, so I could probably live without chicken. Couldn't do it. But I like. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> right. Obviously. But, like, but, but I mean, because really, like even the like grilled chicken breast is always very good. But really, more for the chicken wing part. Yeah. And I like chicken wings. Oh yeah. Oh, Who you, you talking? You know. Yeah. So. Like, that would be tough. But I'd still probably take seafood and steak over the chicken.
0: Yeah, I can't I can't get on board with you there, you know.
1: Yeah. See, Chevron sure Medium rare, by the way, is the way to go for the steak.
0: Which is fine with me. All good with that. I'm telling you. I can eat it a lot of ways.
1: You know why medium rare, too, is because let's just say you grill it or something, or even you get a big one like that, cowboy ribeye or something like that, something crazy from the restaurant. And then you want to come back and you microwave it or heat it back up. Well, now it's still pretty good. Right? Yeah. Because that's it fair. was rare. So now it's at least it's a little toward medium now, but at least it's still pretty good. Yeah. So that second go around isn't bad. I'm not a not i am listen, I'm a leftover guy. I don't mind leftovers. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it a bunk with you, man. I'm not a leftover guy. My wife isn't either, you know. Yeah. She doesn't like we put so much in the fridge from a leftover standpoint and never eat it. Yeah. I I try to eat it all. Like I love the leftovers.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, two reasons for the leftovers. One, I usually just eat all the food I have, which is kind of my MO but then I just don't like to heat it up. I can't do it.
1: You know what's crazy is like Sam Howells playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. and strictly because he does has never had a steak or a burger, I now feel like my life is a hell of a lot better than his.
0: I feel like I've accomplished more to be
1: honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I don't wouldn't want to be Sam Howell. No, not, not I he's like so eat steak? No, no, not is. No. Come on, man. I'm fine.
0: Right. I'm fine being Casey at this point.
1: <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're on to the fourth inning here. UNF Osprey is up 1-0 over Kennesaw State in the ASUN Softball Championships. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.